Hello everyone, this is Alex Trimble, and thank you again for joining us for another great episode of The Alex Trimble Show. I'm so happy to have you here. And not only am I happy to have you here, as always, but I'm happy to have a now a really great friend of mine, Peter Kemp. Now, what I would normally do at this part right now was tell you about, you know, what's Peter Kemp's title and the industry he works in. Uh, but to be completely honest, I, I don't really know. <laughs> Peter's just a really freaking cool guy. Um, now, you know, I, I, I do that a little tongue in cheek, but Peter Kemp, what he does is he works with the world's most senior level executives. He has the numbers of the CEOs and the top Fortune 500 or 100 in his phone. And what he does is he finds ways to build relationships with them and help them build relationships with other individuals and better serve their customers. So what Peter's going to be talking about today is again, how do you build those high level, high quality relationships with leaders in your industry? Um, and how do you then not only develop those relationships, but how do you maintain them? I teach and I coach and I speak on this topic all across the country on networking and on building relationships, on navigating difficult relationships. And I can tell you, I learn so much from our conversation, both on air and off air. And so I, I, I'm so happy to be bringing this to you. But before we get started, as always, I invite you, look, if you're loving the content on our podcast, I promise you, promise you, promise you, you're going to love the content on YouTube. So please join me on YouTube youtube.com forward slash Alex Trumbull. And there you not only find clips of some of our interviews, but so much more information, you know, two, three, four, five, six minute clips specifically on how to improve your relationship building skills, how to make sure you're motivated and inspired to reach your goals and how to make sure that you're holding yourself accountable to reaching those goals. So we share so much great content on YouTube. And again, as always, I want to hear back from you. What do you like and what do you, what should I do more of? What should I do less of? <laughs> and as always, the best way to contact me is via LinkedIn.com. So LinkedIn.com forward slash Alex Trumbull. That's where you can find me. You can follow me on there for really great information as well. It goes without saying, if you'd like to enter yourself to win that free networking course, which is worth $496, all you got to do is follow the instructions, which are in the description of this interview. So without any further ado, my friend, Peter Kemp. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Trimble from The Alex Trimble Show. And today I have a good friend with me. How you doing, Mr. Peter? I'm good. I'm good. You know what? As I tell everybody, uh, you know, especially the last eighteen months we've had, I have I have no complaints at all. Uh, things are going pretty well. Thank, thanks uh, for asking. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. We just had this conversation about how um, it's it actually is really good to hear people saying they're doing well. I mean, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of crappy stuff happening. Yeah. Period. But, right. Um, but yeah, we still got to you know do as best we can. You know. Yeah, no, that's that's right. And sometimes good or great is in relative terms, right? And so uh, maybe not the best point in their entire life, but uh, you know, considering what's been going on, good and great, you know, uh, you know, can still exist, uh, just maybe a little bit differently than it did before. That's all. Yes, yes, preach, preach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so everyone, just note, yeah, there's probably a lot of laughing, and giggling this entire time because every time we talk. We are laughing a lot. So just FYI, um, you can fast forward through laughs. You'll be a lot of great content either way. Um, so you, we, before we started, you were like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be real. I'll provide some advice, um, whether good or bad. Um, I'd love to hear what is the worst advice that you've either implemented or heard in regards to like networking um, or relationship building. I, I'd love to start with like, what's the worst advice? Um, I think probably the worst advice, um, I think you've probably ever heard or, or, you know, or, um, maybe not the most, wasn't it the advice, but what I hear from people when they're, when they're networking, right. Is, um, when they, you know, when they need to reach somebody in the C-suite of a particular company, right. The, the mindset that that person won't reply or like, why would that person ever reply to me? Mm. Right. And so most times, quite honestly, um, you know, the first step in successful, you know, building a successful, you know, world-class contact network 
is just giving it the effort, right? Because a lot of people won't make that effort, just kind of assuming that, you know, again, a, a C-level executive at that co- company that they want to get a hold of is too busy, you know, won't reply, doesn't care, you know, whatever. And so I, I would suggest probably the worst kind of, um, you know, thing that people, you know, or, or hurdle that people is kind of in their own mindset of, of, you know, just giving it a try and reaching out to people. I think they'd be, a, a, you know, a lot more surprised of uh, what kind of replies and, and how many replies they get from people. You, you know, what's funny is I literally, I was having this conversation with the, um, the spokesman for the RNC um, yeah. on another episode. And we were talking about how people have to realize that like, you're not as good as you think you are. There, there are many, many, many people out there who do exactly what you do, either at your level or better. What differentiates you is if you do it, if you take the step, if you try, because most yeah. people aren't actually trying. They're, they're pulling themselves out the race. <laughs> they, they are, right? You know what I mean? You, you can't, you know, nobody, listen, nobody's perfect in, in getting replies, you know, or, or building relationships, right? Everybody's and if somebody tells you that everybody that they've ever met or everybody that they've ever reached out to has replied in a positive way and just wants to help them, you know, in, in whatever way they can, uh, they're lying to you because it just is, you know, nobody that's 100% in anything. I, I um, <laughs> except for Alex, <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> except for Alex. But uh, yeah, so, you know, listen, they, they just have to get over the mindset that um, and keep in mind that they are going to hate, you know, hear an occasional no, right, which is okay. But even, you know, batting, you know, 67%, 60, 70% in, you know, your reach out uh, to people, you know, especially the C-suite, that's, that's pretty good. And so, um, yeah, you, you just got to, you know, make the effort, um, give it a try. And, and like I said, I think you'd be surprised with how many, you know, I mean, like, you know, legitimate Fortune 500 CEOs or, you know, CMOs or whoever you're trying to reach out to will actually reply. And... Uh, not only reply, but find, you know, uh, ha- have an interest in mentoring you or, you know, at least helping out some type of way. Everybody's, uh, you know, everybody, including those people have received help along the way. If, again, if anybody tells that tells you that they've never received any help, right, getting to be a Fortune 500 CEO or C-level executive, you know, maybe, maybe it's best that you, you know, skip over that one, right? But um, because that's just not the case. And so, uh, yeah, they, they actually... Um, at least in my, you know, kind of experience and, and, you know, some of the people that I know that have pretty good networks themselves. Um, yeah. You, you get a pretty good response and, and asking for help isn't a, isn't a weakness or, you know, it, it's, it's something that they kind of respect and, you know, they've done it before. And uh, in most cases, we'll be happy to help. You, you know, my, I think we, we not I think, and I know we learn a lot from our parents and, you know, my mom, she told me this thing when I was growing up. I didn't listen to her, but now I know she was right. <laughs> yeah. You know, she said, you know, be very careful who you hang out with. Th- those individuals um, in large degree will will help distinguish who you are and where you go in life. And, and yeah. now that I'm older, I, I realize that how important it is. Um, you mentioned help. And I know you and I had a conversation before about some advice that your mom shared with you. W- would you mind sharing with the with the with the audience? Sure. Well, listen. I mean, uh, I very, very fortunate. Uh, my mom's taught me a lot of things, and you know, I think we we're talking about um, might have been surround yourself with uh, world class people, or uh, you know, I mean, there, there's all sorts of things that I've learned from my mom. My, my mom, um, you know, uh, one is you know, listen, if you need something or you need help, right, uh, you always have to do it professionally and, and politely, right. Um, but, you know, the world isn't set up to just, you know, to hand you things. You know, these are busy people, right? These Fortune 500 companies aren't going to go looking for people to help, right? Uh, you know, they, they've got a lot on their plate as well. But um, as long as you reach out to them, you know, and, and do that, do exactly that uh, professionally and politely, you know, you, you'll be a lot better off and, and uh, actually get the help that you need. So asking help, you know, everybody, I think a lot of people, especially in the startup space, you know, are scared to do so, thinks you know, they think it makes them look like, uh, you know, they're a mess or they, you know, whatever, they can't build something by themselves. You know, what people need to realize is, is nobody has gone through life without some sort of help. And uh, to do so, you have to ask for it in most cases. Uh, and again, as long as you do it professionally and politely, um, you, you'll, get a, you'll, you'll get that help and, uh, you know, have a much better result. 
So, so my, um, so you also share, again, this is why I try to have conversations with my guests before the interview, because I learned all this stuff and I just start talking about it. Um, you talked about when was the best time to reach out to a senior leader? Yeah. Um, <laughs> could, can you please explain that really quickly? And I'm going to show you, I'm a, I, I actually tried it. I want to tell you what happened. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I've always found and have a pretty good, um, track record. So, you know, listen, nobody, for the most part, and again, every rule has its, its, its exceptions, right? But, uh, you know, nobody stays at one role for, for, you know, the majority of their professional career, and at times they move around. And so what I've found is the best time to reach out to those Fortune 500 executives is when they're in transition from one role to another, you know, because there are a lot of factors that when they're in the heat of, you know, running a business of that size, there are a lot of things that are going on in their life. They have an executive system that sometimes just might delete your emails or your reach out, you know, not knowing who you are or whatever it may be uh, before it even, you know, gets to their eyes. Um, what I've found is during that transition, they're a lot more um, open to it. They have a lot more free time. Their mind isn't necessarily, you know, completely bogged down with their day-to-day business. And so lots of times, you know, those Fortune 500 executives will take, you know, a month off or two months off prior to starting a new role somewhere. And uh, getting getting to them at that time, right? They're still headed to somewhere that can be helpful, another Fortune 500 company, another private equity firm or whatever they're doing. But just during their downtime, um, it's just been a very, very helpful, you know, tool that I've used. It's just a finding time. And, you know, there was one senior executive that I reached out to and, and it literally popped up on my phone, right? That he was leaving, uh, you know, a major uh, TV network. Right. And I reached out to him like, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, literally, Peter, I just got up from my chair to leave. Like I, it's not even, I haven't even left the building yet. Right. You know what I mean? Wow. That's, you know, incredible timing. Right. And you know, it was very, you know, responsive to it, but just surprised about my timing. So timing, you know, again, uh, timing is important. And if you can catch them during a transition when they have a little bit of downtime, uh, that's just an, you know, an added factor to, to help you succeed in building that relationship. So, so, so check this out. Um, there was an, there was an individual who yeah. was recently nominated for a, um, a very senior level political position in the current administration. And I just saw their, their name pop up on LinkedIn. And I was like, maybe I should wait. They'll be busy. I'll wait to wait till I'm like, no, no, no. WWPD. What would Peter do? And I, <laughs> And I reached out, I messaged, and I was like, hey, I'd love to have you on the show. This is a podcast. Before we do, I know you're going to be busy right now, but it's once you get past your nomination, would you be open to it? Message within 10, 15 minutes. I'd love yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, I tell you, right? I mean, all of these things, you know, kind of go combined together, right? Is, uh, you know, giving it, making sure you give it a try, right? If you can can't catch them in transition, Um you know, doing it professionally and politely. Um, but, you know, again, when you, when you combine all those things, right? I mean, listen, I bet you there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people, right, that saw he was being transitioned into a different role and just, you know, were nervous to reach out to him, scared mm-hmm. to reach out to him, mm-hmm. didn't think he would reply. And, you know, again, listen, the guy replied within 10 or 15 minutes. I think that's great. And, you know, timing probably paid, played a little bit of a part of that. See, I told everyone, I bet 100 100- I'm not sure if that is that, is that I'm not a baseball guy. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Batting 100 is that how it works? <laughs> well, nobody bats 100 in, in baseball, right? They if they if they were in Major League Baseball and they bet at 100, they'd make you know 150 million dollars a year, right? But they were, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a good batting average in baseball is around 300, like 30 percent, believe it or not. Um, okay. And so, I think the you know most people that lead the league every year in, in average are. 350 something like that so yeah no which is only 30 when you think about it, right they're only successful 35 percent of their time right when they go up to the plate and they're uh yeah it. right and they're uh, super you know superstars in that particular sport so yeah. i think you can be higher than that you know um reaching out to people is in baseball right there's nobody's throwing a thousand mile an hour fastball at you that you have to you know that you have to hit so uh, i think in in reaching out to people you can have a a better batting average than 35%. But I think somewhere if, you know, in 10 reach outs, if you have six or seven people reply, I think that's probably uh, a pr- pretty fair rate of return on your reach out. And um, I think that 
that puts you in the category of being pretty successful at it. Well, I mean, it can be, to be completely honest though, um, I mean, what is the cost of an email? I mean, they're I mean, yeah. literally, if you, it's just like, it literally costs you what, maybe 10 minutes to craft, not even 10 minutes, right? To craft a nice no. little short email. And no, no. And that's the, that's the thing. And, you know, you know, to, to your point, right. It, it, it is even 10 minutes, right. It's, you know, one of the keys in writing a, a, an email to that person is, is really making it quick and to the point, right. A quick, you know, how are you doing? You know, I'm glad you're still alive type of thing. Right. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. This is who I am. This is what I want. You can really do that in two or three sentences, right? There's somebody that, you know, I've advised over the years that, you know, somebody's replied to them and their first response is to dump a, you know, like an 18,000 word email right in front of them. They're like, you know, man, they're not reading that. You know what I mean? Like nobody, <laughs> that, you know, with my attention span, that'd take me three years to read, right? Like, it's just like, nobody's going to get through that, right? So part of, part of Reach Out Shoe should be very short to the point, you know, again, these, these people will absolutely respond. Do they want to spend, you know, 25 minutes reading through an email, right, to get to what you want and what the point is? No, they, they don't, right? So you just got to you really be, you know, I always think, again, a, a personal, you know, well wish that, they're you know, hope they're doing well kind of thing, right? And then getting right to the point of, of who you are, what you want. Um, and, and, you know, I always add, you know, at the end, you know, let's, you know, find some time you know, in today's day for Zoom or whatever, right? That uh, we can explain in further detail what we want. And again, I, I think you'd be surprised how many people reply in the positive uh, to absolutely doing that. You know, you know, what's funny is that it sounds a lot like like meeting a person like in person, actually. Uh, yeah. I tell people like, like when you're meeting someone, like you don't want to just go in there and just tell them your whole life story and just dump everything. I said the purpose of the first interaction is to have a second interaction. And yeah. it sounds like the purpose of that first email is to get a response and try to get actually talking. Yeah. Listen, if you, if you get anything other than no, or leave me alone or, you know, or, <laughs> so, you know, whatever, something along those lines, right. I'm having the authorities, you know, block your email address. You know, if you look, if you get anything other than that, right. Uh, it's a step in the right direction, right. You, you're absolutely right. Right. You just want to, you know, that you're pushing that rock down the hill and right. You just want to get it going. The more you get to know them and, and know, uh, you know, you don't want to dump, you know, your entire life story on them right when they get there, right? Sometimes too much information uh, right at the beginning, right, uh, can be too much also, right? They're like, you know, you just explained, you know, whatever, 25 minutes of your life. In the first five minutes, I thought, yeah, listen, I'd love to meet this guy. As you got to 15, 20 minutes of explaining your life, I'm like, wow, <laughs> no, thanks. Right. This, this seems to be trouble. Right. So short and to the point, not too much information just to get, you know, again, uh, a second meeting, a zoom call, you know, something along those lines, just enough information that piques their interest, a little bit of kind of, um, you know, mystery is a good thing, right. Where it's like, this is what we're doing and we're building something, you know, this is who we are, you know, list your website or whatever. Right. And this, we're, we're up to really something, you know, something really exciting. We'd love to talk to you about it because we believe you can help, right? Not fully going into, you know, I had somebody, you know, uh, this is on a, you know, kind of the personal size, this isn't business, but he was applying for an apartment, right? And uh, so the landlords, you know, that's exactly what happened. The landlords say, hey, you know, tell, little, tell me a little about yourself. And he literally dumped his whole entire life story on him, good and bad, right? The landlord, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, please stop. This guy's never gonna rent you an apartment, right? Just, you know, he was asking, you know, like to give you very broad strokes of, you know, who you are and, you know, why you want to you know rent this apartment. He just dumped everything, problems and all right on this guy. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy. No, will when never when I did that keg stand, you know, it was just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the last the last house we destroyed. You know what I mean? And I, oh, my God, this, this is too much information. And, you know, again. You know, it's it's painful to people for the people around you to watch that too, boy. It's like it was just watching, you know, him light himself on fire. It's just like, oh my God, please stop! Like, you know what I mean? You can't tell somebody to stop in front of somebody else. So yeah, no. listen to to the point, right? Like, very, you know, short to the point. Just give them enough to to intrigue their interest, right? And then you can get into greater detail or send them a deck or whatever it is um, somewhere down the line. But the goal of the first reach out is just to, you know not have them tell you to go away basically <laughs> well you know what's funny is like as, as you're talking about that i'm literally going to give you a softball question 
the question <laughs> I always get in regards to this stuff and building relationships and networking is, but I don't want to feel fake. I feel like I'm using people. What is your response to that? Well, again, I mean, listen, it goes back to, goes back to help. Well, you know, listen, being fake, you know, I mean, you, you know, ultimately uh, I think a little bit of, you know, when you're introducing yourself to somebody, I think in some cases, you know, a, a managed amount of fluff, let's call it right. In the explanation <laughs> of things is, is okay. Right. As long as it's, you know, not nothing um, too over the top or, you know, like, um, like for instance, um, I was advising somebody and, you know, somebody was asking them how many they, they had this platform and, you know, how many people were using that platform. Right. And the actual numbers, you know, was something like five or 6,000, right. Which was, they had just started. It was actually a pretty good number. And he said something like 77,000. I'm like, Oh my God, a little bit. Right. If you said, you know, 7,000 or 7,500 or something, a little bit of fluff, right. To, you know, just to mm-hmm. make sure that's, you know, that's, it's an interest to them. Don't over, you know, don't, you know, don't be totally fake, right? Just, you know, don't overly exaggerate, right? A little bit of fluff is okay. And, you know, again, using people, right, is, is goes back to my, um, you know, our earlier discussion. Nobody does something alone, right? And if they can ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, help your business, right? And, um, you know, if you, if you can reward them, right, then it's a little less of a use in some regard, right? Even if it's, you know, I'm not suggesting, you know, a fortune, you know, 500 CEO wants, you know, monetary compensation, you know, compensation, but if they help you out, send them a nice bottle of wine or whiskey or whatever it is, just to, as a thank you to, you know, uh, as a thank you for that help. So no, you don't, you don't, it doesn't have to be one way. You can always send a, a thank you. And, and quite honestly, um, people will never feel they're used. If you send a nice reply, you know, really, you know, being legitimately, you know, um, thankful for the help that they've given you, uh, you know, being able to succeed. So it's not using people as long as you handle, handle it properly and not be like, thanks, goodbye, right? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and start throwing their name around and doing all sorts of different things, right? Without their per- permission. So yeah, there, there's ways to, to make it not feel like you're, you're using them, right? Um, and sometimes that's just as simple as, uh, you know, sending a nice thank you note for, for you know, uh, giving them, uh, them giving you the help that you need. Well, you, you know, the, the other, now the other challenge that comes up with this is that, um, and, and I know you deal with this. So you have all these relationships, you've taken the time to build these relationships and foster them. How do you maintain the relationships? Like, I think that that's, that can be difficult, especially if you have so many and you're busy in life and work. How do you maintain the relationships? Thank you for tuning in to The Alex Tremble Show. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Federal open season is over, but you can apply for WEPA life insurance year-round. WEPA has been insuring the future of federal employees for more than 75 years. WEPA can be used as a supplement or a replacement for Fegley and can cost less. Last year, members who switched saved $375 on average. Apply for WEPA Group Term Life Insurance and see how much you could save by visiting WAEPA.org today. The results are in. Research has found that networking is one of the four skills absolutely required to successfully advance in your career. However, when asked, most government employees state that they don't network because they believe that networking is for extroverts and for people who care more about their own careers than the organization's mission. But what if there was a way to ethically network without looking self-absorbed and being a super extrovert? Well, there is. Alex Tremble has created a seven-week online networking course specifically designed to give ambitious leaders like yourself the skills needed to become a strategic networker. This course uses time-tested and research-backed strategies to help you identify, build, and maintain critical relationships with influential leaders. Visit alextremble.com courses networking to learn more about his networking model today. Use the discount code podcastfamily on the checkout screen to receive a 20% discount. Don't delay. Enroll today at alextremble.com courses networking. And now back to the Alex Tremble Show with your host, Alex Tremble. 
you, you just got to make the time to do it, right? Uh, it doesn't always necessarily, especially as we've learned through uh, you know the last eighteen months. You know, pre preferably it's in person, right? Um, but um, you know, relationships just aren't you know only in your local ge geographic area, right? And so, you know, literally, it's it's just you know every once in a while going through your you know contact list in your iPhone and sending somebody a text to check in on them, right? You'd be surprised how. Um, either when news comes out about them, um, there's been, you know, some sort of, you know, bad thing happened in their area. You check in to make sure that they're doing okay, right? That it didn't affect them too much, but that might be as little as sending them a text. Hey, listen, heard there was something going on in your area. I just want to make sure you and your family were okay. Um, so just, just, you know, gen, just general communication, right? Keeping them out. It, it doesn't always have to be, you know, um, you know, checking in them on every day, right? And, and quite honestly, they would probably find that a little bit annoying, excuse me, but it's it's just uh, just making sure that every once in a while, whether it be, you know, once a month, once a quarter, whatever it is, you, you send them a quick note, acknowledging that you remember that they exist, especially if they've, if they've helped you, right? That they, yeah. you remember that they exist, just want to check in on their well-being, and um, you know that, uh, you know, again, they can reach out to you uh, should they need anything, which which always goes a long way. So just taking a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, you know, sending them, you know, again, a, again, a 15,000 word text, right? It just can be a, a simple check in and um, especially for those people that don't live, you know, in your immediate area. Well, um, you, you've, I, I hesitate in asking you this question because I want to give people a pass. So you have done a really great job of, of building relationships and building networks and you know, having those, those connections. Um, but you're like the most known unknown. Like I tried to find information on you on, online. It is not there. <laughs> so I, well, and I, I like it that way, to be honest. Right. Oh well, yeah. But how well, do you, and, yeah. Do you know what it is? Listen, it's, it's so, um, and, and this goes back to like you were, um, you know, in the initial request, wherever you were asking about, you know, using my social media channels, right? I'm like, well, listen, the reason you ain't got to know with that is because unless you want me to send it out to the five people that follow me, right? It's not going to do you any good, right? It's not, <laughs> you know, it's not, uh, I'm not uh, Kim Kardashian, right? That has 250 million people following her, right? So sending out my media channels will probably get you less exposure, right? Then, then actually just <laughs> not doing it. So, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things, you know, once you get into, um, you know, reaching into the Fortune 500 CEOs, right, it, it's a lot easier um, to just build those relationships, uh, even not being, you know, listen, I, I don't have a, I never worked for a big Fortune 500 co company myself, right? As you said, I'm kind of a, a mystery online, right? And so it's just one of those things that, you know, once you've gotten into a, a certain interior of CEOs and different things, right. And, or C-suite people, um, it's, you know, people, people, it's, it's a small kind of world in there. Right. And, uh, you know, you just, uh, just see who they know, right. Where they've worked before. A lot of them know each other. Right. And so, um, sometimes they'll, you know, you'll say, Hey, listen, Andy, do you mind if I, you know, I'm going to reach out today if I know you know him Andy knows you, right. Do you mind if I throw your name out there just so he, you know, to, to help him reply. And so, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's, um, it doesn't, you don't have to be, you know, the, the most um, well-known person in the earth to, you know, to network and to build a content network. Um, it hasn't stopped me. It's just a matter of, you know, again, getting into that inner circle, utilizing those re relationships, maintaining them, and then utilizing them to, to reach out to other people. So once you get into that, it's, it's a lot easier, right? Once you get in, and you're actually contact network. Everybody thinks that you know having the most amazing contact network is, you know, having 500, you know, 500 million contacts listed in your iPhone, right? As you get older, right? As your contacts get, you know, higher and higher, you know, up the food chain, right? Your content network actually gets smaller, right? Mm. Uh, but just mm. just more focused and and at a higher level, right? So back, you know, I can remember, you know, I've lived in New York for 20 years. You know, five years in, you know, I think my contact network in my phone was a thousand. Now it's a couple hundred, but they're well, yeah. about four hundred, right? But they're a lot better people in there, right? They're a lot, you know, more qualified people, and so um, 
yeah, it's just a matter of getting in into an interior into that and then uh, utilizing other people in that network to open up other doors for you. So it doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean you have to be the most well-known person on earth. Um, and to your point, I'm, I'm one of the least known people on earth, uh, <laughs> but uh, there's just a way, uh, you know, in, in going about it. So you said so many different, so many different things. One, I, I appreciate the perspective that you don't have to have that social media presence. If you're being very intentional with building those relationships, I, yeah. I, I really appreciate it. I think I know someone needed to hear that. Um, doesn't mean you shouldn't for some of those, some, a lot of you out there. A lot of <laughs> yeah, you out no, there. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, you, you talked about the, you know, as you, as you move up and as you become more specialized, again, zoning in on that network. And again, not having a thousand people, but having 400 really, really good people who you know you have a relationship you can reach out to. Um, I, I love that concept as well because, again, having random names that you don't actually remember and never talk to, yeah, like, that's no, not right. helpful. <laughs> it, it isn't helpful, right? I mean, you know, again, I would say that, you know, uh, say three or 400, you know, C-suite, always not have to be the CEO, but in the C-suite level context are much more, you know, useful or, and powerful than, you know, a thousand or 1500 you know, middle-ish type of people, right, that um, quite honestly have to go back to the C-suite to make a decision if you're looking for something from them anyway, right? And so, uh, yeah, it's not it's not always the the number, right, as far as context is concerned, right? And as I said, as I've gotten older, that number's actually shrunk quite a bit. The quality of those contacts have just gone up uh, over time, and I just don't need as many people, uh, you know, or reaching out to many people. I just you know, have the right people to, to reach out to. And that has proven much more effective. And and, and everyone, before we, we keep moving on, I, I know everyone's wondering this, this question. I'll answer it for you. Yes, I am one of those 400 people in his phone. So that he's yes, talking you about. Are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. I, uh, let me re- let me re- uh, read off your cell phone number, everybody, <laughs> just to prove that it's in there. No, I would not. Do you that don't one. do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then again, you said so much in that one answer. That the the next thing I was going to ping on is the. There's a big fire truck going behind us. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a. I'm very accustomed to that here in New York. <laughs> so the next big thing you're, you you said that I wanted to key in on is it's almost like when you're building those relationships, those networks, it's not that difficult because you find a good network, you buy, find a good individual, build relationships yep. with them, and they can introduce you to someone. They can introduce you to someone, and you can grow like that. Like it's, I feel like when people ask me about networking, I'm like, it's not really that difficult. It's you find it's one person, and you could build out from there. Yeah, and listen, just like anything, um, you know, in outreach, outreach, especially when it's cold, uh, you know, listen, are you going to run into um, a few bleeps, you know, type of people? Sure, right. That just that just won't help you. Not interested in helping you. You'll make all you know all sorts of excuses why you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are much, many more good people that will, right? So you just got to reach out to them you know, uh, get a connection with them. And then you would be surprised, you know, how many C-suite people from same industries, from different industries, uh, socialize together, um, know each other from past businesses, right? And so just kind of spreads that way where once you get, you know, a pretty good core network, you can utilize that core network of people to to give you warm introductions to other C-suite people that they happen to know. And then once they've done that, obviously you just take that relationship and, and make sure you manage it properly. Um, but yeah, yeah, listen, you, you just got to kind of build it from, from the core out, um, you know, instead of, you know, again, just making it, you know, as many people as possible, just build a, a small core, get to know them uh, really, really well. And then they'll, they'll help you build it out with, you know, certain warm introductions to people that they happen to know that they think can be helpful for whatever you do. So I, I'm going to ask a question that I know many people are probably not going to like me for my answer anyways. You'll probably maybe I'll love your answer. Um, we'll I, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't just connect p- 
people with my network anymore. Um, when I was younger, like, I'm like, yes, I want to help people. I'm connect this person, this person, this person. And I got burned so many times because the person didn't, you know, didn't follow through. They, they yeah. missed a meeting, all kind of stuff. And, and so I just don't do that anymore. I want to know you. I want to know your character, your values before I do this. But I hear so many people are like, well, you got to give people a chance. You should, you should, your network should be someone else's network. You got to give them a chance an opportunity. Where do you fall on this? So, you know, there's, listen, I, I always say for family and close friends, right? Ultimately, they can ask any for anybody that they want. And hopefully you've, you've chosen that group. But I mean, you don't necessarily choose your family, right? Choosing your friends or, you know, that close, your closer inner circle that you're confident that they'll handle that relationship properly. You know, and, you know, to your point, I mean, what, once people find out that you have a good contact or network i mean you there i mean the the you know reach out that i get to myself right to connect them to other people um you know listen you i, I think you're right on sometimes you just have to say no right if you don't know them well you don't know uh them well enough to know that they're going to handle that relationship uh, well the best way if it's not one of those inner family or friends to make sure somebody behaves well if you're going to do that reach out is you know um have them pay your retainer, right? As you know, you're making introductions for them, right? Uh, if they're paying you, right, uh, they're less likely to uh, mess up the relationship, right? Because um, you know they, they've paid for something, you want to maintain it, right? And so there, there may be a fee associated with it, but yeah, listen, I mean, you know, reaching out, using your content network to help others, um, I would encourage you to do that to a certain extent, right? Again, especially those that are closest to you. Um, if you can really make a difference to them, but no, you're, you're right. It's not for everybody. It's not for random reach outs to people. Um, you know, especially those that aren't paying, um, you know, for that service, if you will, because, um, it is right. They, 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 you know, those relationships can be damaged pretty quickly, right. Uh, by somebody that, you know, cause if that person is kind of a jackass and, and, you know, acts that way, when you make that introduction, that, person's going to call you or text you like oh my god who was that like you know i mean mm -hmm. this guy was so bizarre or whatever or rude or whatever like is that a buddy of yours and they'll start to you know i mean you're you're hell you're guilty by association mm -hmm. and so if you're going to be guilty by association right um you want to minimize that as much as possible by only making introductions for people that you're confident um are going to handle it properly and and have some sort of skills in managing that relationship themselves so no, I, I I would never just to do it for everybody, yeah. right? You, you know, you know, you, you know the people that are re reaching out to you. If you don't know them really well, or you know, not totally aware that they're gonna, you know, how they act, or you have ne you've never seen them interact with other C level, you know, suite executives. You know, that's something that um, you know you just don't do is is make an introduction to somebody that you're you're not totally sure of what's going to happen when they get there. Well, and, and you know, on top of on top of that, in addition to that, yes, and um, I felt like because they questioned, because those 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 leaders I knew, they questioned then, oh, the quality I was sending them, that didn't impact someone else who who may who may have done a wonderful job meeting with that person, be a mentor by that person, but now you know this 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 opportunity is cut off because that C suite yeah. individual just doesn't trust the people I'm sending them, you know. Sure. And, you know, I mean, uh, friends of I, mine and I have this conversation all the time, right? Where you're kind of a saying where you can't go back to the well, you know, once a week, whatever, right? You can only reach out to, you know, those senior C-level people a certain times a year or month or whatever, right? And so if you're going to waste them on somebody that you don't know, right, that you don't know how it's going to be handled, right? Whereas you may have had to re, you know, wait a month or, or something to reach out to them for, like you said, somebody that you know is going to handle that relationship well, you may have to, instead of waiting a month to reach out to the game, you know, mm -hmm. wait till three months or five yeah. months until, you know, they have a little bit of memory losses as far as your last introduction to somebody, right? And uh, they're willing to meet you again. But yeah, no, I, I very, you, you do, you have to be very careful uh, with those. You know, as I said, you, you want to help as many people as you can, but when you do, you need to be assured that they're going to handle that relationship properly. Because some of those relationships have been, you know, you know, managed and developed over years, um, 
you know, especially at the the highest level, you hate for those to go away and, you know, a matter of a 30 minute phone call by somebody that you don't know that well, you're like, Oh my God, what, like, what does I do? You know what I mean? Like, Oh my God. Right. You, you, you know, for a fact, like nobody, nobody reports most times, you know, like I can always tell too, like, and listen, it's happened to me in the past, right. Where, you know, you know, you, they've had a, whatever, 30 minute zoom at, you know, at one, right. At one thirty-one, right? Phone's blowing up, right? It's never good. It's never like, oh my God, they were the nicest person on earth, right? Those conversations wait till, you know, whatever you're having a drink with them. They're like, oh yeah, do you remember Bill? He was super nice and everything else. Literally one minute after they're done the Zoom calls, like, oh God, what happened? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they're like scared to pick it up. Like, hello. And they're like, who the hell was that? Like, how do you know this person? I'm like, I, I knew this was going to be bad. Right. So, uh, yeah, they can be destroyed very, very quickly. So you got to pick and choose, right. Uh, depending on how big your network is, you know, how often do you do it? Ideally, right. If you don't know them that well, but you'd still like to help, you know, again, you can minimize on, you know, uh, you know, minimize on problems by asking them for, for some type of fee, right. As far as, uh, an introduction is concerned, because though those relationships, even though they don't, you know, I guess technically have a monetary value, right? They're very, very important to, to just, you know, building a business or, or just daily life. And so you got to manage them internally yourself properly as well. You know, what's interesting is I, I have a, a, a lot of executive leaders who actually listen to this podcast as well, this show as well. Um, and when I talk to them about their networking, they know it's important. Yeah. Um, but they also don't know who else to network with, especially people in the, the public sector. Um, they're like, I'm already the director of such and such. Like, there's very yeah. few people who I feel like I really need to have a relationship with. But now, obviously, that's not the right way to think about it. But like, do you ever advise ex- other executives on like how to know who to network with for them at that level? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends on what you do, what, what you want to do with things, right? I mean, if it's purely for business development, right? I mean, uh, there's very few, you know, businesses out there, public or private, that could use additional business. I've never heard somebody or very rarely say, you know, this person could really help your business. You're like, you really don't need any more revenue and, and stuff, right? It, you know, <laughs> nobody says that, right? And so, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, you just got to, you know, some of them might be bigger opportunities, um, you know, the, the more successful they are when they, when they find you. Right. But um, yeah, no, I, you know, listen, I, I mean, they, they, I always tell, so when I reach out to somebody or they reach out to me, right. And, and whether it's a retainer agreement or just somebody, you know, that's, that I know is running the business, right. They're like, Hey, um, you know, can you help me reach out to people? Right. And I would say, well, listen, give me a list of, you know, whatever, 10 companies or 10 people that you want to reach out to. And, you know, we'll, we'll work on that for you and, and, and make those introductions, right? They know their business better than anybody. So I guess, you know, in the public sector, probably, you know, applies a little bit differently when they, you know, they get to a certain point where they don't need as many people. But, uh, you know, in the, in the private sector, when you're running your own business, I've never heard anybody say, no, nah, I don't really need introductions, right? We generate enough revenue as it is, right? We don't really need to build our business, right? Just as not yeah. company. Yeah. So, so darn it. Okay, our time's starting to run up. Um, but I, I will ask you this question. Um, so you obviously have done very, very well in your life. Um, and you have done very well building, maintaining these relationships. How much of your success, quote unquote success, however you define it, do you believe is due to your ability to network and build the relationships versus just your ability, like how smart you are? Well, yeah, it's funny, you know, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I sh- I'll be careful how I, you know, comment on my own smartness, right? I'm gonna get people like, oh my God, like this guy's, you know. I know this guy. They'll be like, I know this guy. He's not that smart, right? So, uh, no. Listen, it, the, you're 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 quite honestly, you know. Listen, I, I would suggest that your your ability to network really doesn't have too much to do with your, you know, your you know your smartness, as you called it, right? Or your your uh, intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. It really has to do more with your personality, right? Now, 
I don't always mean that has to be, you know, like you don't have to be a clown, right? You're not at the circus trying to, you know, make people laugh. Um, but you, you know, you just have to be able to connect with people, right? Uh, people want to help others that they like, right? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's you know, you know how smart you are is really in the people that you go after, right? Uh, and really connect with, and so that's kind of where that comes into play, but. Once you've reached out to them and maintaining and, and building those relationships and, and adding on to that is really mainly personality based, right? You got to get that person, um, you know, to, to like you, to feel that they, they want to help you, right? They want to see you do well. Uh, they'd like to see you personally succeed. And so it's really more about personality than, you know, brains. Um, now, that being said, when you get there, right, when you get there, you have to be able to explain your business yeah. well and like a business person, right? Um, these people get, you know... Um, these people want to help successful businesses and associate themselves with, with somebody that's smart, but ultimately it's all about your personality and, and they, you know, you know, again, the ability to, you know, get them to like you and, and say, you know what, Alex, he's a really nice guy. Listen, I, I'd really like to help him with his business. Right. And so, well, um, you. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's really about, you know, personality and getting, you know, building that connection. Once you build that connection you and they're like, yeah, that's a good dude. Right. We want to help him. Right. Uh, you know, the, how smart you are comes after that, you know, when they you know, really dig deep into more about your business and, you know, what you're presenting to them. But really initially, if you can get them to, to like you, right. And to really uh, get that connection that they want to help you. Uh, that's most important. Um, thank you for that answer. Okay, I'm going to open the floor to you in just a second, but, there is, when we spoke that first time, you said something I absolutely loved. And I wanted to make sure we, we say it here. Um, again, everyone knows you're smart. You, you Maybe you're saying like, oh, you're smart. Um, but you, you told me that you're like, it's not about how smart I am. It's, it's I put really great people around me. Like you seem to have a, a gift at finding the right people to bring around you. Um, do, do you want to speak a little more on that? I think there's just so many people who believe they really got to be the smartest person in the room in order to be successful. Yeah, listen, I think that if you truly believe that you're the smartest person uh, in the room, right, um, you, you're probably destined to, to fail, right? I mean, there's so many smart people out there, right? And quite honestly, when I'm, you know, pitching my own business, right, when I get to our executive team deck, or a slide in our deck, right? I always say, hey, listen, I by far am the most impressive person on this list, right? And that is actually true, right? Because I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm a really, but what I tell people is what, I, what I'm really good at is I'm a really good recruiter, right? Of world-class people, right? And so, um, and then letting them do what they do, right? So yeah, no, listen, you, you got to put world-class people around you. Nobody knows uh, everything, right? Um, you know, like uh, in, in our business that we're building now, right? Somebody will say, you know, I'll have a real estate question. Sean, a real estate guy, I'm like, you know, if they ask me, I'm like, uh, I don't know, you know, go ask Sean, right? He's the, you know, he's, that, that's where his, that's his world and his area of expertise. Mm -hmm. Could I, you know, unless you want me to make something, make an answer up, right? I <laughs> can venture a guess, right? Are you looking for guesses here? Are you actually looking, if you're actually looking for, you know, legitimate answers, then you better go ask, you know, because that's where his, you know, that's where his area is, expertise is. So, yeah, listen, don't be afraid to be surrounded by world-class people, um, both in talent and in, you know, in being human beings. Um, very, very important. Uh, and they're out there, right? People, a lot of people, I think sometimes in business, I uh, think they're harder to find. They're, they're out there. There's, they're out there for sure. Uh, don't be afraid of, of world-class people, uh, you know, in a, in and around you, they just make your business and, and yourself better. In some cases, even if you're a founder or CEO, you know, the startup and you're able to world, you know, recruit world-class people that have that track record, you'll learn a lot, right? Just because you're not, just because you have the title of CEO doesn't mean you still can't learn from those people that are technically or title wise uh, that you brought in less than you or lower than you, whatever you want to call it. Right. So yeah, and no, all this now, uh, you know, I would say, and a, a lot of people have said that, you know, one of my best skills, right, is is being able to re recruit world-class people into a vision that I've either put together or made up or whatever, right? So they, they, mm -hmm. they, uh, you know, you got, you got to find the people that are really going to be 
the best for your business. And if you really think it's those world-class people um, and you can get them to, to buy into what you're selling, right? Buy into your vision, get as many as you possibly can and, and uh, don't be afraid of that, that, uh, you know, they're going to take the shine away from you or whatever. You actually end up uh, learning a lot and uh, they'll be much better for your business. Hey, thank you so much, Peter. I want to open the floor to you. Is there, is there anything that's on your heart, spirit, and soul way deep down inside that you want to share with the audience? It's, it, it's any final thoughts or words? Uh, you know, not really. Listen, I, you know, <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> things where, you know, I, I've been seeing this on, on uh, LinkedIn a lot lately. And so I'll, I'll just pass this forward, not necessarily related totally to our conversation, right? But uh, I saw, I've been seeing some posts, you know, through this pandemic about doing nice things for people without the expectation of anything in return, right? So uh, I've been doing some of that uh, as much as I can lately, and I would encourage people to, to do that, right? If you see the opportunity, it doesn't have to be business-related, just in, in general as human beings on the street or whatever, right? Uh, you know, go do some nice things and treat, you know, some others well uh, without the expectation of getting anything in return. Hey, look, we couldn't end this conversation with a, with a better thought. Um, thank you so much again for joining us for this time on this show. Um, thank you for the audience. If you listened this far, if you've watched this far, I know you've taken something of value from this conversation. And what do I always say? Don't just look back, reach back. That means take, if you found anything of value from this conversation, don't keep it to yourself. Don't say the next person should have been here. They're bad. No, bring this to them. It's so, it's super easy. We just talked about, it's a copy and paste of a link and and send. It's really that easy. So don't just keep great information to yourself. Allow other people to learn and don't allow um, a Peter's great advice just to sit in your mind alone. Spread, spread, spread the word. Um, as always, Stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. See ya. Thanks for listening. Find us online at thealextrembleshow.com and be sure to share what you've learned with at least one other person today. Check back on the first and third Wednesday of each month for new episodes. Until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. <laughs>